Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Monday, May 1st, and the VGK are making their final preparations for their second round series against the Edmonton Oilers. Today, Darren Millar joins the show as he welcomes in NHL.com's Sean Rourke, who is tackling the series preview for the Knights and Oilers over on NHL.com, and he took some time to discuss his biggest storylines heading into the highly anticipated series. Justin, thank you. Breaking news. We need dramatic music. We need horns. We need hugeness, something to crank up this big, big statement out of the gate, as the VGK today has learned the Golden Knights' second-round series will start Midweek, the full schedule will be revealed soon, but games one and two between Vegas and Edmonton will be Wednesday and Friday at the Fortress. NHL.com's Sean Rourke is just grabbing his phone. He forgot it in the green room. He'll be out in a second. Looking forward to an initial look at the Golden Knights and the Oilers' first ever encounter in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The two teams traded road wins in a late-season home-and-home set, with both coaches can cite respective long lists of positives and a handful of areas they would like to tweak. For the many similarities that bond these clubs, they're both excellent, there are an equal number of differences that really makes this series a set of contradictions. The VGK won the Western Conference and the Pacific Division by winning its final game, the 51st victory, pushing Vegas to a record 111 points, best ever in franchise history. They did it without a 30-goal score. The Vegas depth countered by a career year by the best player in the world in Connor McDavid. One more note before I bring in Sean. The storyline around the goaltenders, it may rival the sensational encounter between the top two picks from the 2015 NHL draft. Well, and just like that, he, he pops up into my sphere. Here's uh, Sean Rook from uh, NHL.com. And uh, Sean, you're from the At The Rink podcast, so you're very familiar to this format, free-flowing, having some fun. Uh, you're doing your preview at NHL.com for Vegas and Edmonton. What jumps out at you? Well, first of all, I haunt a lot of people. So <laughs> it's not just you. Don't worry about it. But uh, w- what stands out for me is, is how the Ed- Edmonton Oilers haunt teams on the power play, right? Like you look at that series against the Kings. The Kings were really good against them. They they blew a three goal lead, um, you know, in game. F- I think it was game four where they where they could have really took a stranglehold on the series and and kind of let Edmonton wiggle back in. Um, but their power play was at fifty eight percent. It was nine for sixteen. So basically, you give them two penalties, they're going to score a goal. Um, and they outplay a lot of their mistakes that way, right? Their goaltending wasn't great. I don't think their defense was great. There were some high-scoring games in that series. I, I think Vegas is a far more talented um, offensive team than, than the Kings are. Um, but if they take penalties, they're dead. So if Vegas is vulnerable on the penalty kill with the Oilers on the man advantage, where is Edmonton able to be taken advantage of? I think it's the same place that Winnipeg was taking advantage of. It's five on five, right? I think the more you want to play five on five uh, against Vegas, the better, right? Especially because Vegas's power play isn't that isn't that great for whatever reason, right? It just hasn't clicked well um, at all this year. So I, I think if you play five on five with them, 
that's your advantage, right? With the structure that Vegas plays with, with the ability, I think, to clog the middle, um, not let teams attack the blue line with speed. That's where you're going to have your advantage. And then Vegas's ability to turn teams over and start transition, especially against the team that is not excellent defensively. I will say that they're much better. The Matias Ekholm trade was probably the best trade at the deadline, in my opinion. It changed the whole look of that team. They are a representative defensive team now, where before they were they they were not. Like you went in and you knew you could score five goals, and you just had to worry that they didn't score six. You know the weird thing is, some of the deeper analytics that I've been privy to uh, show that Edmonton has got looser since Ekholm came, but they played better because they're uh, better at both ends of the rink, a little little tidier. But Stuart Skinner was fantastic after Atcombe came. So I, I can't really get a bead on where Edmonton is right now. Yeah, I think he just gives them confidence, right? He's that, that might be the best way to say it. He's that defenseman that they've never had. Like, he is that pure guy that can just shut that like he's played in the shadows of so many people in, in Nashville right so many great defensemen in Nashville have because Suter's there Weber was there whoever um you know Yossi yeah. Yossi whoever you want to talk about um Ellis like they, yeah. and like to me Ekholm he's a top two guy right like on any team almost uh, unless you're a really loaded team but he's a top two guy and he walked in and and he cleared the front of the net and he shut things down and and you can match him up against the top line from another team and know that you're not going to be scrambly and it does it just gives your team confidence and i think it also gives the offensive part of their team confidence like before like look they're not shot they want to break the zone and they want to go, but they get burnt so many times on it, right? They're going one way, the puck comes back the <laughs> other way. There's no defenseman there because they've run and joined the rush and everybody's, it's like pond hockey. Now they have a guy who, when that puck gets turned over, there's a good chance you're not going to beat him, even if it's a two-on-one. He's that good. Like he's he's like a, a traditional sweeper in soccer almost. Like he just he just, he just just shuts everything down. Stone was a story in round number one for Vegas. Uh, we saw Alex Petrangelo with some great emotion. Uh, where do you see Vegas storyline individually in the series against Edmonton? Well, I love the Stone storyline, obviously. I mean, here's a guy who comes back and, you know, comes back from back surgery, shows up in game one, and you're like, what does he have? And then the game's over, and you're like, uh-oh, he doesn't have anything. Right. He yeah. wasn't good. He was minus three. And then his game just kept building and building. And then you see, you know, Bruce said it the other day, like all of a sudden you, you see this guy and everything's working again. Right. The stick, the brain, the legs, they're all interconnected and he's ready to go. Right. And to me, he's one of the most fun players in the league to watch when he's on. Right. And, and then you look at Jack Eichel first playoffs and, and what a storyline this is. Right. 2015 draft. McDavid and Eichel one, two. Right. Define two franchises, not in the same way. You know, Eichel went to Buffalo and they thought they were one step away and he was it. And he kind of wandered in the wilderness um, for six years and could never make that corner. Um, and then he comes to Vegas and he's like, all right, man, I'm going to the playoffs. This is going to be awesome. And then they miss. Right. And at that point, you got to be like, if you're Jack Eichel, you got to be like, am I ever going to make the playoffs? And then he makes it. And it's the same thing. You wonder where he is. He struggled in game one, like the whole Vegas team did. And then, you know, he figured it out. And that evolution that takes players a long time sometimes 
you know, we've talked about a lot of good players in this league who aren't good in their first playoff run. They need to learn. Like, as you watch Jack, he's learned game to game, right? It's all about moving your feet. It's all about the little things. He's using his size. He's going to the net. I mean, look back at that Winnipeg series. How many penalties did he draw? Just going right. to the net hard and making their defensemen make a mistake and go into the box. Like he, he's his ability to use his skating and his size. I don't think he gets enough credit for it at times, but he did in this series because he was a bull. Jack versus Connor. Is that your headline? It might be. It's it, a lot I mean, worse than that. One versus two. Yeah. It's a great story. Right. And it was a question. I don't know that it was a huge question, but they were representative. Um, I, I don't know that Connor was, as good as an 18 year old as he is now. I don't think when Edmonton picked him there, like we're getting a 150 point player. Um, you know, he's just evolved in a way that, that some kids do when you're trying to pinpoint an 18 year old kid, good luck, right? Like the generational ones, you know, Connor Bernard is going to be good, but I don't even know if you know how good he's going to be, right? Is he another Connor McDavid or is he a Nico Heischer, right? There, there's different number one picks in the league. So, um, you know, it, it's just weird how it, how it developed. And I know there was a rivalry there, and I'd love to talk to both of them, kind of what they learned during that draft process about each other, because they spend a lot of time together, right? Once you go to the combine and then you come to the draft, right? The, the players show up at the Stanley Cup final, the top players, and they spend two days there. They're together all the time. They go to the game together. They they do TV together, um, you know, they and then they go – to the draft and they do stuff together, right? They go to a baseball game or whatever it is and they're interviewed and, and they spend a lot of time together. So they must have some sort of relationship. I wonder what it is and if it's survived. Um, so, it, you know, maybe with a couple more days off in this series before we start up, uh, we'll get to find that out. Well, maybe thanks to Shania Twain, we'll see what happens uh, due to the Shania Twain playing in Edmonton on Friday and Saturday when everything sorts down. Uh, this has been awesome. I love spending time with you. I think that this is the real treat to be able to hang out with you, like the media tour at the start of the year, now with uh, you covering the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I have like my own residency here, Darren. Yeah? Yeah, I got here for game one. I'm still here. I'm here through game two of the second round. It's a long time to spend in Vegas, but a lot of my favorite people are here, including you, all the other uh, media people in Vegas. Dave, Dave Gosher, we're Rhode Island boys. I'll spend time with, I'll spend time with him any day. Nate's Nate's great. Like I, I love Vegas, and and then how are you going to complain about ninety five degree weather, the Vegas Strip? It's awesome. I may not survive. By the time you see me at Game Two on Friday or Thursday or whatever day it is, I may be a zombie, but. Uh, It'll be a good ride. Well, Shania is playing up in Edmonton. She's got her residency here. Uh, maybe you can do the same thing, uh, travel back and forth. Well, I'm just going to stay here. I'll, I'll set up residency here. <laughs> Look, Iggy Pop played here this week. He's 76 years old. I can set up residency. I'm 25 years younger than him. Yeah. If I was going to say, like, at least 50 years younger, dude. You, no, you no. and I. Yeah, no, chickens. not that, not that chickens. much, not that much younger. But I'm ready. I, I told somebody in the office I'd do like an acoustic set first, and then <laughs> maybe a heavy metal set to close it out. Uh, look for his preview on NHL.com. Sean Rourke from a At the Ring podcast. Uh, look for it everywhere you get your podcast. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Sean's series preview can be found at NHL.com and playing along. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, I'll be right with you. Playing along with Eichel and the McDavid conversation. They've met 13 times in regular season play. Eichel with both Buffalo and Vegas 
McDavid spending his whole time with Edmonton, they had the same number of points, 15 head-to-head. As for the top two picks from the same draft facing each other in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'm a little disappointed in this. It's not that rare of an occurrence. In fact, it's already happened twice in this postseason. John Tavares faced Victor Hedman, Jack Hughes up against Capo Caco, the top two selections from the 2009 and the 19 NHL drafts. It also occurred when Colorado beat Edmonton in last year's Western Conference Final, Gabriel Landeskog outdueling Ryan Nugent Hopkins. In total, this will be the 23rd clash between one and two since things got rolling with the modern National Hockey League in the uh, 70s. Uh, Now, Justin, uh, we thought things might get going tomorrow. Instead, we get that extra day to dig into what we can only guess will be the first of a few playoff encounters between the most dominant teams in the Pacific Division playoffs the last couple of years. Of course, Vegas going to the third round uh, three years ago, two years ago, and then Edmonton making it to the conference final last season. Uh, Eichel and McDavid, that is a total treat. Brassois against Skinner is unexpected, but worthy of its own lengthy conversation. Brassois, you should know, while playing for the Western Hockey League's Oil Kings, was a dominant force in Skinner's hometown of Edmonton when the Oilers' rookie netminder was growing up. Justin. Well, some good insight there from both Sean and Darren on round two. And for Sean, you know, he's been deep in the research, finding all the best stories and the best numbers to help set up that Knights and Oilers matchup. So great to hear from him as we all now have a little bit of a better understanding of what to look out for later this week. And as you heard Darren mention, round two against the Edmonton Oilers will start on Wednesday with game one at the Fortress and then game two on Friday at the Fortress. The first two games of the series, the first two home games of the series for the VGK against the Edmonton Oilers. So be sure to get your tickets to head down to T-Mobile Arena and see the team live for this great second-round matchup that we have on deck between Vegas and Edmonton. You can get playoff strips or single-game tickets at VegasGoldenKnights.com. Again, VegasGoldenKnights.com for your second-round tickets between the VGK and the Edmonton Oilers. And as the Golden Knights continue their quest for the Stanley Cup, I'll remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast to ensure that you get the inside look at the VGK's 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. Tomorrow, Ashley Weiss joins the show as we continue to prepare you for Vegas versus Edmonton in round two. Justin Russo signing off for episode 15 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards. <laughs>